Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio. Today, we welcome back Glenn Burrows, a family history expert, a tour guide, and owner of Norfolk Tours in England. And today he is joining us to talk about ghostly stories and legends cool. of England. And you know what? We always have fun with Glenn, but this is especially going to be fun. Um, he's got a great article up on blendradioandtv.com. And also watch out for his story on this in our upcoming issue of Way Back When History Magazine. So again, all on blendradioandtv.com. But now is a good time to go to England. From what we've heard mm. uh, for us Americans, it is a, a very cost-effective time to go. So check out norfolk-tours.co.uk. So, uh, Glenn, welcome back. How are you? All good here, thanks. Yeah, excellent. Cool. So I hear that it's not just a ghostly rumor that now is a good time to start flying over. Well, the, the more our prime minister keeps messing around with everything that seems the better <laughs> it is for you, to come to England. <laughs> I, I hear on I hear on the radio today that she's even sacked the uh, the Chancellor of the Exchequer again. So um oh. you know, who knows what's gonna happen. Are we wow. gonna get into politics? We never do on the show, do yeah, we? We, we can't talk about politics. No. <laughs> no, we just, you just... sound like our country. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know we should just, you know, we should have TVs up on a wall with everybody doing their shenanigans because I mean, right now in this country, it's getting really interesting. So, yeah. you know, here it goes. But now your prime minister, isn't she from Norfolk or am I getting the wrong person? Um, well, she used to be an MP and well, she still is an MP in Norfolk. She's not from Norfolk. Um, oh, now no, she's okay. not. She used to no. be, but now she's not. <laughs> no, she, no, she, she's, she never was. She never oh. was. Oh. Don't, don't start me on it, please. Okay. Don't. All right. Well, we're going to talk about. Let's we're going to talk, talk about, about headless horses. Okay. Much more fun. And Anne Boleyn, I know you've talked about. You bring up Anne Boleyn every chance you can. Yes. What is going on with Anne Boleyn? Tell She's us about to. her. She's yeah. Anne, Anne Boleyn. Anne Boleyn was was born in in Norfolk, according to mm. all of the people cool. I talked to. Um, mm. At, at Blitling Hall. So, I mean, if she's born in Norfolk, I've got to talk about her because she, That's right. she's probably one of the most famous of Henry VIII's wives. I mean, mm. she was the mother of Queen Elizabeth I. So, I mean, Anne Boleyn is, is a, a really fascinating woman from history. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that Henry changed the, the course of English history by coming away from the Catholic Church, the fact that he beheaded his wives if he didn't Jeez. like them very much, you know, the the fact that that he was just such a, I don't know, strange man, I suppose you could say, to put it nicely, you know, but but you know, when you've got someone like Anne Boleyn, you've got to you've got to bring her up in conversations because she's such a person to talk about. I, I agree. I mean, goes. her history is huge, but like this execution thing, like, you know, when we were in England and I remember as a little kid going mm -hmm. to the castles and going down under in the dungeons, like, no, yeah. like, no, no, like that. <laughs> now I'm going to do the Blickling Hall. No, 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 I can't no. help it. <laughs> but when you go under and you see like the execution 
like mm. when they you put your head in and then they just drop it right off with no. your arms in there and mm. you have to lie like okay if mm. you can't do push-ups too bad you're going to be in that position and they yeah. chop your head off i mean that's yeah. i mean who wants to do push-ups and then have to do that too and so we're, when it came to women are we looking at those kind of guillotines or were they dunking no no, no it was a, a a big block a block of wood and basically it was a big block of wood that you knelt behind and it had a slight carved out piece at the front for your chin so you basically just sort of put your chin down like that and oh, um and, and the person just chopped your head off it up. and wow. and they do they do say that when you were having your head chopped off you would tip <laughs> you would tip the executioner so he would make a good clean cut <gasps> you know because Dude. You, don't, you, don't, you don't want you don't want him partially missing and no. you don't want him to have to have three or four goes at it oh my so, god glenn yeah i'm sorry this is what this is what happened uh, and they say that you would tip the executioner so he would just go and that would be it you know you don't and you'd take whatever last last money you had anyway or oh give it to your family exactly. or it's no, well, yeah it's no good, it's no good so to Anne Boleyn, where was she execute like when did where where did that happen and like our in the Tower of London. Oh wow! So do they still have her execution block, or because that would be um, weird? There to are there experience. are blocks. There are blocks there. I don't oh. know whether the one that she was executed on is still there. I mean, I've only been to the Tower of London once, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. But but the interesting thing about her ghost is the fact that they do say that you know she's she's carrying a head under her arm, which is a bit classical, isn't it? You know, yeah, that's cool. You know, if I if I'm gonna be <laughs> haunting people, I don't want to have my head under my arm. You know, I want well, to be no, but in a way that'd be kind of cool if you talked, like, oh you know, yeah, you it, talking heads. The band you could start singing Psycho Killer. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, funnily enough, I've been talking talking about heads under your arm. There there used to be a really good pub sign in Kings Lynn, which was a man, you know, dressed up in in medieval clothes. Um, or Georgian, it might have been Georgian clothes on the last sign that I saw in Kings Lynn, um, mm. with his head under his arm, because <laughs> that was the the honest lawyer. And basically, oh. they say that the only lawyer who's <laughs> honest is the one who's dead. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Still but, talking. You know, that was that was the classic for for Anne Boleyn was to have her head under her arm. You know. Oh wow. And that's wow. that's what they say. And then, so she's supposed to arrive with her head in her lap at the house in a coach driven by the headless horseman. Yeah, so it's, it's all it's all but, headless. Everything's I headless. Know. So maybe she wanted to give her head to the guy who didn't have no, one. This is where football like, was invented. You know, soccer. No, this like, is how oh, soccer yeah. got started. No, she wanted to give her head to somebody that she liked that didn't have one so she's like carrying her head around and horse. giving it to the headless horseman well who knows i mean if he if he Ooh. was headless what yeah. how could he see where he was going but well, you know, maybe <laughs> he was having an affair with her <laughs> i wouldn't know <laughs> you know and um Anne Boleyn's father is supposed okay. to also haunt the area because oh, wow. you know he he lived in the big house and they say that because two of his daughters were executed, um, he is he is so un, unhappy 
that yeah. he he has to ride around and cross 12 bridges in Norfolk um, before the cock crows in the morning. Um, and in theory, he, he is supposed to be driven by a team of horses that are headless. You know, what? <laughs> mad. But I mean, you know, whether that's the, whether that's what it is. I mean, we we've all heard stories of spirits and mm. things, and a lot of them are quite, as far as I'm concerned, I'm concerned, quite believable. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that that a lot of these stories have been elaborated on, sure, and passed know, down. It's 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 obvious that Anne Boleyn lost her head, so therefore, that if she's going to come back and haunt somewhere, she's going to be headless. And then to make it even more frightening, the horseman who's riding the carriage or driving the carriage, he's going to be headless as well. And let's just make it completely mad. And the horses mightn't be headless as well. You know, so I think a lot of it is artist license, so to speak, or writer's license to make it all more scary. But mm. I think I think a lot of these stories have probably got a basis in in truth because. You know, I think we all know somebody who we trust totally, who has had some strange experience mm -hmm. that can't be explained. So right. I think, I think a lot of these stories have got a base in fact, and then they've been elaborated upon sure. to to make them into a story that's yeah, going to be scary. it's more fun. I I remember How a high school friend having um, his mother had an alien visit her yeah and no no like it it's i'm gonna i can't stop we've been watching the vicar of dibley and we keep going no 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 so anybody if you watch that you'll understand what i'm talking about but um and she was a, a just a regular yeah you know mom at home you know she yeah. just you know kept the house and and everything and was very a very very um south african normal just <laughs> care of the house yeah. normal human being um nothing out of no i don't even think she had wine i mean nothing and <laughs> maybe she, she and she, he started telling me the story and she and she's like yep this is what happened she was doing yeah. the dishes and mm -hmm. all of a sudden like something just floated and they're up so it's like the where the kitchen was looking out was a little higher so this being which was an alien well she says an alien but it was like more of a human looking alien so it could have been a spirit floated up to the kitchen waved and then floated down and and done that like a few times and i would come and visit her whenever she was doing the dishes would just that sounds more like up. a ghost yeah it does but she said alien because maybe because of religious beliefs i don't know but it was Justin's mom. I don't remember if you know, remember Justin, Nancy? Yeah. Yeah, his mom. And she, I mean, she was just the most normal, ordinary person that wouldn't make that kind of okay. stuff up, yeah. you know? Yeah. And well, I think a lot, a lot of these stories are probably based on people having an experience, talking about it, and then mm -hmm. it being elaborated and, and, you know, made to be even more scary than, than yeah. the, the, what actually happened. You know, I mean, uh, talking about people, I mean, a very, very good friend of mine who, who's sadly no longer with us. Um, she she told me one day that she had died previously and she said that she wow. was in hospital and she she had, was taken into the um, emergency room. And she said the next thing she knew, she was floating above the emergency room, looking down on yeah, the doctors. Nancy's had that. 
Mm. And and she said they they were giving her CPR. And she said she floated up in up in the corner of the room watch, watching them do that. And then the next thing she knew, she was she was round again in the room. But she she, she was yeah. a, a very sensible. In fact, she used to be a nurse, um, but she's you know, she was a very sensible lady. And and she said she she floated up and watched them bring her back, you know, so, you know, there has to be something because yeah. we don't we don't understand. but. You know, some of the stories are really believable. But I think, some of I mean, are... when I, I was in a car accident, this guy made a left-hand turn but went into the wrong lane and just smacked. I mean, and I was stopped at a, a red light. So, I mean, I wasn't even moving and he just plowed right into me. And then uh, somebody was running down the street. I remember seeing him and I remember that he was actually one of my students from where I was teaching music. And then the ambulance came and they put us both, the car driver and myself in the same ambulance. And he, and I flooded to the top and I was looking down in the ambulance and I could see him. And he said to the, to the paramedic, he's like, how is that, that woman or whatever I hit? And I, he made me so mad, I came back down. <laughs> I'm not a whatever. No, he really did. He made me angry because he said that woman or whatever I hit. And I it I was up looking and I came back down. That I know yeah. it sounds really nuts, but that's what I remember. Exactly. But then and, I've and been I think, through a big trauma. So who who knows who, what who your knows? brain does? Who knows? I mean, but a lot of these stories, yeah. I mean, there was there was another one which I've written about, you know, where um a man who who lived in another of our big houses in Norfolk, um, he collected books, and one of his friends he was visiting one of his friends, and the the, the friend's library started to burn down. He went oh. into the library to try and to rescue the books, and obviously mm -hmm. he must have taken in some smoke or something. Anyway, mm -hmm. he died um, oh. rescuing these books, and they yeah. reckon that his ghost is still to be seen walking in his library at, at the big house uh, reading books that he didn't have time to read while he was alive now that that seems wow. quite quite feasible you know why why wouldn't somebody who was mad on books why wouldn't he haunt a library that's the sort of place i would haunt yeah know? yeah that would be cool I'm like that is cool actually because yeah. you could go in yeah. and when someone's reading a book you could turn the page for them <laughs> that would be I care that for you. No, but I think you know, and that's the the is he was he um part of Parliament or something? Because I was looking him up um to see, and and then I got all these. It's really difficult when we get a, a bunch of Williams. William, yeah, William, Windham, William Wyndham the third. the third. Yeah, was he part of Parliament or something? Um, or is that going to be a I, different one? Maybe I don't know. He probably was. I mean, he was a a member of the landed gentry, and normally landed gentry were connected to to the ruling classes. Um, I haven't actually looked at William Wyndham III in detail. Um, all I know mm. about him is, is, the, is the ghost story that's attached to mm. him at his house. But I you wonder know, how many people get locked away for these stories, like kind of like, uh, oh, you're nuts, we're yeah. putting you in the, in the, you know, the cuckoo's yeah. nest. Well, who, who knows? But I think, I think in those days, things like that were accepted much more than today i mean today we might think people are mad but years ago i think 
having a spiritual presence was more acceptable to people mm -hmm. because I think I think they yeah. probably believed things more. Mm -hmm. so I think that people wouldn't be locked away for th for seeing ghosts. You know, um, there's an interview witches. that's airing at, right after this airs um, with a musician, David Young, and we've talked about him because we've been holding on to this interview, but it's such a, he is part of the NDI, I think, uh, Near Death Association or Near Death, and, and so it's scientists yeah. who talk about that crossing period, like you're both talking about people going up, and he's yeah. saying it's mostly medical people and nurses and doctors yeah. who are saving someone's life uh, who witness this, and then this the patient will talk about it as they're coming out of an anesthesia. So right. there's all of this scientific mm. evidence mm. that all these stories can be true. It, there is evidence that it's not all like fanciful, but it is fanciful when you start talking headless horses. I think that's a little, that part, yes. yes. Yeah. But there are, um, there, the science and the spiritual belief is bit by bit starting to unite, which I think is very exciting because I don't know, I want to talk to them. Like, I don't know, you know, it's just like, oh, I want to yeah. do radio I mean, shows with spirits. Could you imagine I, how I cool? Wish, I wish I could. <laughs> I could meet a ghost because I'd love to talk to them and I ask them questions, but that doesn't seem as though that ever actually happens. It always seems all of the stories, they just seem as that they are on another plane. They're completely. on that side and we're here. And he says, yeah. everyone goes to heaven. Absolutely. Everyone and everyone we've talked to on these spiritual beliefs say, mm. honestly, everyone just goes to heaven. There is no real hell that that's, you know, maybe that's here with politics. I don't, but politicians, <laughs> but but really that it seems, you know, so when someone is back here, these ghosts and spirits, that they're here because they have unfinished stuff and they just haven't gone to the light yet. So I think it's, you know, talk to them while you can, but they're not like coming from another plane to mess with you. That's not really no. their goal, you no. know? And and there aren't there aren't actually that many ghost stories where people who, who see ghosts report bad mm. things happening. You know, yes, you hear about poltergeists where they move things or they yeah. change things around and that. But that's but you cool. Don't, you don't actually hear many stories where something nasty happens. Mm. And I think that that that's is very amazing. reassuring because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I personally, what I believe in is, is obviously neither here nor there, but I, I believe that it is people who are not, at necessarily at rest and they just they just keep doing the same thing over and over again until mm. they settle down i don't know i don't understand mm. but then again all we have to think about is that a few years ago a mobile phone was something that nobody believed could possibly exist right you know See? so mm -hmm. we don't know yeah no i didn't know it the, it's true the more we learn then, you know, maybe a hundred years from now, somebody's going to be, oh, look at all these ghosts and they can actually talk to them, see them, record them and yeah. and know how to find them in a different dimension. Yeah. Our sensitivities will change and our eyesight will change. And well, you know, one of the one of the things that I've read some years ago was something about the fact that we still don't understand time. 
Yeah. So therefore, the same times, the same things could be happening in different time scales, and they could be all happening at the same time. So instead of them, these things being ghosts, they could just be somebody who is in the wrong time frame. Exactly. You know, it's, it's a bit like, say, for instance, if you're tuning in your radio and you get on the wrong station, you pick up another radio station. So yeah. is it is it an electrical force that just brings something from the past coming back to the present? You know, mm. nobody really understands it. Nobody can tell me that's a load of complete and utter rubbish. And nobody can say that it's all the truth because yeah. there is no proof. It's the same as UFOs. There is no proof for USOs, yeah. UFOs, but mm. who's to say they don't exist? You know? I, oh, that's I, limited involving, thinking when you just say nothing exists because that's that's fear of yes. the unknown and yeah. and being closed minded and that's normally fear. Um, but I think you're really right about this time thing. We were talking about this on our um, equinox show, our fall equinox show, and it got you know anybody go listen in the archives. It gets woo woo, <laughs> and our solstice show, Glenn. I hope mm -hmm. I don't. It's really hard when we do these shows at night because it's you know one in the morning for you but we'll figure something out we did our, our souls we're going to do it again because it's just we talk about this we're like here's this solstice we're experiencing this on this side of the earth the other side of the earth is experiencing something different it's totally you different. know and then we're like but we created the clock exactly no and human and beings the, the calendar i mean we couldn't even get the days straight february no, it gets shorted we couldn't even <laughs> equalize the and days. what happens if you were born on february 29th or 28th like you're you're messed so, up you don't get a birthday really once a messed year up. Once, you know once every few years <laughs> however that works i don't ask me about leap year i mess up all the time i know but i mean I it's mean, a mess year. so the maybe there are ghosts of people of leap year <laughs> you know what i mean like i didn't get my birthday so. i mean it would be it would be really good if the people who are listening to this could get back to us and tell us their own experiences. Yeah. Because, you know, it is it is something that everybody knows somebody who has mm. experienced something that is mm. unexplainable using it's like our inner everyday voice. stuff. Is our mm. inner voice our inner voice from today or from the past going, hey, you know, I'm the older version of you. Well, I've been there, done that, grow up. Yeah, well, but <laughs> there's that whole thing of deja vu where you're, oh, so, yes. you're doing something and then you're like, even though you've never been there before, you like, I've yep. been here before. Mm -hmm. yep. I've had that happen. And yep. even as a kid, we moved into this place, a different house because we moved every year because that's how my parents rolled. <laughs> so, I don't think they paid their bills. <laughs> I was going to say there must have been yeah, something to do there, with Oh, that. there was something up for sure. <laughs> and so every year there was a new house in this one backyard patio. Um, my brother and I were messing around back there with roller skates. And I remember a bulldog on the other side of the fence put his nose through a hole in the fence and I was like this has happened before mm. I know the bulldog I know the patio I know that this has happened before but then it hadn't so it no. makes you nuts because but I ah. and, and that was just as a kid I was probably 11 12 years old was the bulldog black no he's brown a good and segue, white Glenn. This and his name good, was oh. 
No, and his name was Buster, and he kept put, and he we became great friends because I fed him through the hole in the fence. He became my best buddy. I go outside when I was upset and talk to Buster and put his nose through the fence. Not play with his nose, and he would lick my finger, and he was cool. His name wasn't Shuck, then that's the main thing. No, yeah, his name was Buster. Let's talk about Shuck because <laughs> isn't that the picture for those who are watching? Um, I have a, a sheep dog. <laughs> It's, it's a dog. What is that, Glenn? What is that? Well, Black Shuck is a, is a story of a dog that is seen or said to be seen in, in North Norfolk, um, mainly on the coast. And mm. it's it seems to be a story that is spread around the whole country. Wherever you go all over the country, they seem to have a story to do with a ghostly dog. And it mm. always brings bad news. And they oh. always seem to say that if you see the dog, if you see this big black dog and this, this howling sort of like a wolf type of dog, mm. then it's, it's bad news and, and somebody close is going to die. And it seems to be a regular type of a story. So, you know, it, hmm. it, it seems it seems that the one in Norfolk is called Shuck. Um, and mm -hmm. it's called big. It's called Black Shuck because it's a big black dog, like a bit like an Alsatian. Mm -hmm. um, but there are so many of these big dog stories, you know. Wow. And, and even I seem to remember when I was at school, there was a story of a dog that was a, a, a keeper of keys, or I think it had three heads. Oh, master of the like house, the, keeper of a, the keys. A bit oh, like the Harry Potter big big dog, hmm. you know, that had three heads. You know, so oh. I think. I think there are lots of stories about dogs. And there was another story that I've written about where there was a fiddler. So he was playing his violin and he had a dog with him. Um, mm. and, and he believed that there was a tunnel, underground tunnel. And he said to the people in the local village, you know, follow me. I'm going to play my fiddle. I'm going to follow this tunnel through and you'll be able to hear where I go. And his violin stopped playing after a while the dog came running out in a complete and a mess um and then there was a, a massive problem and the tunnel filled in but again hmm. when there was an excavation done in the area they they found um two skeletons uh, of a man and a dog so Ooh. you know what wow. is that all about is it is it true you know who knows you know, you know that's, but that's something like, you know, they've got the chupacabra, which they don't know. Yeah. If it's really, no. You know, there's yeah. there's that. That's OK. okay. No. I'm sorry. But, you know, but there's the dog thing. I think what it is, is it's like a form of trickery because dog is a man's best friend and always has been through years, you know. So it's like you don't you, you go to trust the dog and the dog turns around and decides to be Cujo, you know. Well, With, a what about I wish the they never made the Cujo movie because listen, Rottweilers yeah, are actually us. nice dogs, um, you know, if they're, you know, raised well, and you know, but same as pit bulls are nice, too, if you don't try and make them fight. Um, so I wonder about mm -hmm. that, if it's the ultimate of trickery that kind yeah, of could be. led those stories, you know, well, what yeah. about the werewolf or rabid could be rabid dogs. What about the werewolf? The werewolf, see, that is a dog. Yeah, see, it's a dog. Yeah, a but you see, we we don't we don't actually have that to do with ghost stories. I think the werewolf is more of a, a cinematic story. Yeah, it's a Hollywood but, thing. And they come yeah. from London. 
Well, yeah, but again, <laughs> like I like I put in in my in my story, it seems that all these ghost stories have misty graveyards and things like that. Yeah, it's all they they always always have a misty graveyard that's all overgrown, like the one behind me. Yeah, but actually, Where's graveyards. Sorry, where's that Where, one? Uh, this one's in Cambridge. It's oh. a, a cemetery. Um, but all of the every graveyard I've ever been into, none of them feel ghostly. A graveyard does not feel ghostly to me. Even an overgrown one like this one in Cambridge, it just feels mm. like a graveyard, you know. And actually, they're of, very peaceful. I don't feel exactly. creeped out, and I, I, I don't, don't think no. there's been one that I feel like there's the one in Asheville. The one in South Asheville Africa? that we. Yeah, but there's a mist there, but I mean, yeah, no, so, South but, Africa but, has got some stuff. The one that was, was in um, Asheville, North Carolina, we went there and it was a gloomy, rainy day. That's where Thomas Wolfe, the author, was buried and mm -hmm. O. Henry's buried. And we went to go see these graves because I read this book when we got there all about this history of this amazing city. And mm -hmm. it is apparently built on a vortex. And underneath is all crystal. And it's kind of like all these religions have <laughs> moved into Asheville over the years. I mean, it, oh. you've got everybody is everybody is recognized mm -hmm. in this area. It's in yeah. the Appalachian Mountains. And now you've got all this mysticism. It's Southern, you know, mystery and all of that. And when we went in that, that graveyard, I was like, whoa, you had a feeling. But it wasn't <laughs> um, anything I don't I've never really been scared except for when you find snakes and rattlesnakes in graveyards and you do for some reason but um there is a peace yes and that's something Nancy and I watch we're going to have this map across of of graveyards and cemeteries mm -hmm. across America because we've done so many of them and I always tell people in travel and tourism people travel to graveyards it oh, is yeah. a huge, yes, huge thing. I mean, is that something mm. for you as a family history expert and, and bringing we, people? We're always, yeah. that's, that's the whole reason I was in this graveyard. This cemetery mm. was because the lady who I was taking to Cambridge, um, I had found where the grave was of her ancestor. And we went to this graveyard and we found, well, because I had the plan of the graveyard or the cemetery, we were able to pinpoint the grave and we, we were able to see it. I mean, if I hadn't found the information beforehand, there is no way we would have found it because that was mm. all overgrown with brambles and everything. Mm. And, and even, wow. even the one, even the tour that I did last week, um, we went to this church. Funnily enough, this was um, a man who had been over four years ago with me and he'd brought his uh, wife and daughter with him the first time. This time he came over with his son, who the first time around wasn't available. So he came over with his son and we went back to some of the same churches to show the son the connections, you know, mm -hmm. and farms and things. And um, in this particular churchyard, we hadn't been able to locate any tombstones. But this year, when we went back, the graveyard had been tidied up. And we found two massive memorials, wow. really fantastic big memorials of the family. So that was fantastic. Oh, wow. But cool. but the thing is, I was saying to the son, he was, I think he was 31, he said, I said, this, this is what it's all about for me. And now I'm only speaking for myself. When I can stand beside one of my ancestors, mm. I then have a total connection with that person because i know that that person is there 
that person is laying in the ground in front of me. And I know, I mean, this particular man who we were standing beside had died in 1856. So wow. we, we both know that, in fact, he was born in 1780. He died in 1856 and his wife was, was in the grave as well. Um, so we both stood there wow. and we both knew that this bloke and his wife were both lying in the ground in front of us. And the mm. young man who I was showing this grave to, although he lives in Canada at the moment, his, his DNA is in the ground in front of him. Mm. His That's DNA, wild, isn't it? His wow. DNA is sit, sitting mm. in the ground beneath his feet because mm. wow. that is where his direct blood ancestor is. It's wow. wild, isn't it? It is wild, yes, it you is. know, when you think and about also, that. Yeah. If, if you think about it, at the time that this man was put in the ground, all of his living relations would have been standing around the grave at that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so this young man really had a connection with his An family. Experience. Wow. That's, it, that's it really is, huge. It it's emotional. huge. It's emotional. And like we talk about wow. this, too. It's what's weird. Like some of the places Nancy and I travel to, it just happens that we end up there. Yeah, we didn't plan mm -hmm. it. It just happens. Yuma, it's called right? getting lost. Was one of the, <laughs> no, but it just happens. And we end up keep going back, keep going back. And then as we start researching our family history, find out we There's have family reason. there. Yeah, it isn't it. So it it and even some of the readership mm -hmm. levels of our magazines and audience were going, why is so many from Pennsylvania? We started yeah. doing more family research. We <laughs> yeah, have like a whole out, colony we, of us out there. There's a so whole bunch of us out so there. So we're like, that we're Isn't related to we didn't know that our bodies literally go towards Take, these that places we're like homing so, so yeah. i just when we talk about yeah. all this spirituality and you know not to get woo woo and weird i just think no. hey man the sky's the limit you know and maybe the universe maybe we should stop with the sky but, thing and just go the universe there is no limit it's only what we limit ourselves in belief yeah, well, yeah. what and and if your body's feeling it and these things happen soak it up and i think there yeah. is something so like when you go in a in a in a you know a, a graveyard it's a resting place and it is mm -hmm. there's there's something i don't know how it is what you were just talking about the graveyard not being able to see things with the brambles and everything our country we do have a problem in regards to taking care of our graveyards a lot of our master yeah. gardening communities mm -hmm. are mm -hmm. going in and doing cleanups and it's become mm -hmm. very much a big nonprofit charity thing to take care of these special places. And so we've kind of, as our tour, have decided that graveyards are a park. There's trees, often gardens, there's birds, it's resting. Yeah. So Nature. we need to, we need and to. And it's calm. And then we you, need to, you read we the need headstones. to preserve these places. Yes. Yeah, we do. And you read the, when you start reading the headstones. If you have you their start, names on them. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it's just a stone and they're, the rest is worn off, but when you start reading the headstones, you start recognizing names from history. Yeah, but also they following they, back. They then come to be real people. Yeah, because so many times a tombstone will not just say, you know, Fred Bloggs, 1820 to 1860. Mm -hmm. you know, it will tell you that he was a carpenter or mm -hmm. he did this or he fought in this war or he did this, you know. So people actually then become real people. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and also for people who who are related to those who are buried there, 
it is a real tangible connection mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you know that your ancestor is actually there you know yeah. it's not it's not like going to his house you know that he lived there but when you're standing beside his grave you know that he is actually there yeah but yeah that's think, that's wild i think that is a real... you're making me rethink cremation now because now <laughs> i'm wondering because well, it's still there right it's still there oh, yeah yeah your spirit is still there and whatever but, yeah. but what, I'm, yeah. what i'm saying is that what, what i want to get over to people is that graveyards are not spooky graveyards no. graveyards are places of pure serenity right of peace mm -hmm. of of a spiritual feeling of rightness with the world to me and i'm only talking about mm -hmm. me you know i agree with I, you though i mm -hmm. just feel i just feel that if i go to a cemetery and I just mm. connect with some of the people who are lying in the ground there. I just feel at peace and just, I don't know, just relaxed. Well, because everybody more. in there is at peace. Well, exactly. And, yeah. and they're not they're so. not spooky. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I've never I've never heard of a ghost story that actually involves a cemetery. Well, most, well most that's actually interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Most, most, most ghosts are in pubs old horse yes. you know what's about the lovers the lover there's a one like okay so you know the the song the long black coat uh, she walks the hills in the long black dress a uh, long black veil that's it the long black yeah. veil nobody oh. knows no one sees uh, she walks the hills um so it's like that lost lover and you know obviously they were having an she's affair not at rest yet she's not at rest because one is gone and she was naughty and she you know that whole lot that i think lovelorn mm -hmm and loss is such a big story as well yeah. when we talk about all of this and mm. um you had a lady in there that kind of walks around you know yeah yeah and she threw herself off the tower of oxborough hall um, oh, so they say you know um mm -hmm. but but who knows who knows why people you know do these things see bridges bridges are a thing you yeah. Know, oh yeah every time we go over yeah. bridges i wonder if my fear of bridges mm. is just feeling all of that you know what i mean yeah. that, there's that because feeling of that's a feeling and I, I get like in a mm -hmm. total anxiety freak out like vertigo weird thing yeah, yeah. about bridges and I wonder if like my past life I did it or something I don't know yeah, yeah. because even yeah. the like high high mountain passes and whatever yeah I have to play Bob Marley and like Bob Dylan or something to keep my mind going it's got to be the bobs you know is there even a bridge that that uh, has never had somebody jump off it. I don't well, think so. yeah. not the old ones. I mean, the old bridges are mm. always going to be somewhere mm. that people would, if they're high mm. enough, obviously. Yeah. Wow. A lot of our, a lot of our bridges, if you jump jumped off them, you'd just land in the water. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. Below and you have a broken ankle, but that's yeah, it. that might be <laughs> about as far as you get. Well, back yeah, east, I mean, there's a lot of covered bridges back east in this side of the country where we're at, mm -hmm. and it's really yeah. cool. In the Midwest, have these covered bridges, and I think it's yes. because the ice gathers, and you need to have yes. that that part of it. And mm. they're really cool. I mean, it's just they're so beautiful. Do you have those in England? I kind of remember. Have, my... We don't have covered bridges. Funnily oh, enough, uh -huh. when we were in when we were in Canada, we went off off road uh -huh. because we said, you know, I'd, I always said I'd love to go through a covered bridge. And we went off road and we mm. went down a down a little road and went over this covered bridge and it was just totally amazing. But you see, we cute? don't 
we don't have the the winters that they have in Canada, so we don't need covered bridges. You know. Yeah. Funny, yeah. Speaking of that, yeah. how is your weather? Because I know you had a hot summer. How's it feeling now in fall? It's it's Autumn. lovely. Yeah, it, our grass is as green as green. Our trees are now beginning to turn. So you know things are back to normal. Nature always recovers. It always gets mm, back. Nature to has that. She knows what she's doing. Our, yeah. our lawn, our lawn was like walking across bits of concrete. It oh. really was. And it was completely dead. Our lawn was as dead as a dodo. Mm. And mm. now it is green, oh. as green as grass, as they say. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's wow. amazing. It's weird. In here huh. in uh, North Carolina, we went, we got the end of that hurricane come through here. And yeah. uh, as a cyclone and tornadoes and all this drama came through. But we're fine and some trees are down, but and branches and everything. And then all of a sudden, autumn I won't say fall mm. <laughs> I know it's like fall into England no I remember yes. that title <laughs> of your fall article mm. but um it's just it's fall it's autumn here and apparently we're going to freeze by the time this airs we're going to be frozen so we'll yeah. find out I don't know <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the weather here but hurricanes apparently create cold temperatures i don't know but um oh, yeah. we, we may have it's to come to England gone. since it's so cost effective to go this is like just one of those spots microclimate that seems to change every two or three days mm -hmm. it goes totally opposite but you know, i've and it, and it yeah. is in the middle of autumn and leaves are falling Beautiful, and, actually. It's really beautiful. Yeah, it is. And sometimes there'll be a, like a gentle breeze and some yellow you know, leaves will fall. And then other times it comes a big gust and you think, uh-oh, here goes another here tree. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, this is a lovely time of year. I mean, I could show you my back garden. Do you want me to show you about my back garden? Okay. Sure. Cool. Cool. Everybody, we're going to see Glenn's garden. You've got <laughs> to see my back garden. Oh, on. that's awesome. Here goes. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause this so we can do it. So. We're back with Glenn's garden and it is green, green, green. And it's yeah, quite a lovely garden, Glenn. You've got a nice sitting area. And oh, yeah. is, what's what's that? Is that a bird? Nancy and I both uh, want to know what that is. That's a, a concrete pheasant. Oh, it's cute. <laughs> okay, well, we got we got oh, the pheasant. Cool. There we go. Cool. You, well, you thank you, a, Glenn, for showing us that and your house. You, we, you know, you there's got, your tour guide. You've got a guided tour of my house. There it is. We love it. No, that's <laughs> awesome. And, you know, everyone, again, norfolk-tours.co.uk is where you can find Glenn, uh, as we were saying. I mean, it's a good time to go. And I think, you know, who knows? You know, if we want to get out of the, the big, cold Midwest winter, maybe go to England. It might be the yeah, way to go. Really? And well, I've heard with the temperature changes in England, England now has wineries coming up. You oh, know, yes, we you do. You guys yeah. are getting in the winemaking industry cool. now. Yeah, yeah, so. there are there are wineries in Norfolk and there are lots of breweries and I can take you on a brewery tour if you like and take taste loads of different beers. We've even got a whiskey distillery in Norfolk as well, so if you want to oh, wow. taste, taste English whiskey, you can even taste English whiskey. Wow, cool. who knew? There are All lots right. There are lots of things to choose from if you like a, a little, um, you know, little drinky poo. A little light, libation, <laughs> a little drinky poo. poo. I haven't heard that. And listen, dead as a dodo. That is That's like, that is, funny. that is the funniest thing I've heard all day. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to be walking poo. around saying that now. <laughs> I'm like a drinky poo right now. Oh, well, <laughs> well, just call Nancy anytime. <laughs> there it is. 
<laughs> well, Glenn, thank you again, everyone. Glenn is on the show every fourth Saturday. We have a good time with Glenn, and uh, we'll, we look forward to next time. And so we'll have to figure something out for our solstice show with you. Maybe we'll have to. Maybe we'll move the time of the solstice, Glenn. <laughs> well, why, why not? not? Time is all man-made, isn't it? It, it yeah, is. It is. I, yeah, it's I think crazy. you definitely. You need to be on the show with all our other guests that get into all of that, and we just talk about basically. Like like we said, there's no limit. Like really, if you feel something and it feels real, then it is. Who cares? Exactly. You know, well, you know like where we are now, the cats got up uh -oh, at see? six down six thirty every morning until the weather changed. Now they're ten minutes late. But <laughs> I've been schooled that I have to feed them at six thirty in the morning, but they're not up yet. So I get up and I look around and I'm like, okay, I'm going back to bed. And then well, I want to know why the cats are getting me up at five. Then I don't know, but then they get me up ten minutes later when I'm just about to fall back to sleep. I'm like, you know what? Can't I just put your food out? No, that's called okay. cats. It, they're cool, but it is they're more in tune with the weather. Yeah, and the changing season. Cats yeah. are in tune with what they want to be in tune with. That's oh, the thing with cats. Oh, especially mm. these. Yeah. <laughs> There's one cat here that. All right. Oh all right. Everyone, again, keep up with Glenn at <laughs> norfolk tours.co.uk. Of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Thanks, Glenn.